Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so excited you decided to join us. Before we jump in and deep dive into our subject today, I'd like to give a big shout out to our sponsor, sponsors, plural. Uh, first of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. It, it, the customer service is, I, I can tell you a story of like, oh, geez, maybe it was two or three years ago where I couldn't get, I, it, and it was an older machine. It wasn't one of the newer machines, but I couldn't get it. And they, they literally sat on the phone with me for almost an hour um, trying to problem solve. Eventually we got it. Eventually we needed to get a couple of pieces kind of sent, but um, their customer service. And that, that, that for, at that point on, they had a customer for life. So go mention Coach Unplugged or, or Coach Collins or any of us, and they'll give you $400 off. For you, I said it right, $400 off your next purchase. Also go over and check out ttubes.com for coaches who want to get better um if you're looking to become a better basketball coach you're looking to expand if you're looking for a mentor if you're looking for resources ttubes.com is the answer it's the one-stop shop for basketball coaches it's better than netflix because it comes with me (laughs) it comes with one-on-one calls it comes with um resources and things to make you a better basketball coach it has everything that you're going to need in one spot it has the roadmap set up for you so you know to kind of kind of go tackle other things that you need in order to solve um, your basketball questions. So go over and check it out. It also helps us pay the bills. So go over and check that out. Also, I, and I said this, um, I, I said this on a, on a couple other podcasts. We'd love if you go over and check out our other podcasts: High School Hoops, uh, the Five Minute Basketball Coaching Podcast, the Funnel Down Defense Podcast. Go over and check those out. I think you'll love those. Um, we love sharing with the world. And leave a five star review. Let's head off the podcast. This is another good discussion. I, for years, I, you know, and I was always thinking, I always thought as a young coach too, and uh, even an old coach thinking, God, am I doing this wrong? Cause I always talk to the girls about, uh, you know, if basketball were hard, I wouldn't be coaching. And, and what I really mean by that is I break the game down in very simple things. And 
if I had to remember every position and what, you know, what every name is and what every, you know, I'm just like, okay, I can't do it. Right. So I dumped it down and I'm, you know, I don't play positions, right. Everybody, you know, I, and it's not necessarily position lists and they have things that they need to do, but everybody's a guard. Right. And anybody can bring, I, I want to train every single player to bring the ball up. Now, obviously some are better than others, but there's going to be, you know, a few scenarios and I've had it happen where, you know, I, one game I had, um, Oh my God, this is embarrassing, but I'll tell it anyway. I went up by, I was up by 30 points and lost the game. Five of my starters went out down one right after halftime, all five just went boom, 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 out ankle injury, whatever it was just right in a row. We lost the game by a basket. Right. And, and I didn't properly train, you know, five through 10. Bring right. up a ball. They were, you know, and I'm like, okay, I can't, I, this is dumb. Right. So, no, I, I think what you two are talking about is marketing, though, a little bit. Like, no <laughs> guard thinks they're a big. Yeah. Every big thinks they're a guard. Correct. That's yes. right. Correct. Yes. Like, I never thought I was a big. I never wanted to post up. So it's like you basically just got to remarket it to them. Mm-hmm. Like. Steve, when I had Bear Benson, first possession of our very first game, we're playing somebody that's not very good, so this is easier to do. He shoots a transition three. He's 6'11". We have never once shot a transition three with this kid in his life. I called the timeout in the first quarter. That's how pissed off I was of my big thinking he was a guard. And I, I called the 30-second timeout, and I just looked, and he goes, Coach, I, I just got really excited. I'm, I'm sorry. It's first game. <laughs> never did it again. I love when they apologize before. Like, literally, they'll – like, because they know you and I love timeouts. So if I call one – and first of all, if I call one and I'm running out toward them, they know the crap's hitting the fan at that point. Like, oops. Like, they'll, sorry, coach. Sorry. It's like, yeah. I love the good 30 at, that I meet them at the elbow. And it's like, we just, we have a little great teaching point when far away from mom and dad behind the bench. It's like, all right, we got to have a discussion out here in the middle of the damn court. I had to ban the name Heat Check because every player would shoot one. But Coach, it's a heat check. Oh, I was geez. like, stop. Stop watching YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> heat Check, Coach. Heat Check. Sit down. <laughs> but then you have some other kid that's not allowed to shoot, and he's like, what the hell? That kid gets to shoot a heat check and then come out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dean well, then Smith you allow them to shoot, and then they – you allow them to shoot, and then they know exactly why they are not allowed to right. shoot as soon as they air <laughs> it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. Dean, I, Smith, I, Dean Smith famously one time a player said, Coach, sorry, man, I was feeling it. And he said, you can feel the bench then. It's good. <laughs> feel over yeah. there. Yeah. So I don't know if we answered your question. No, it's good. I mean, because it's a process. And I think it's – I think uh, – because this is – so I did middle school for one year, and then I did high school last year. So this is my only second year in high school, and it's – that, that continuity of really building a, a process and it I know it changes whatever team that you have because it's you know you have different IQs and, and so like and, yeah. and you do and you have different it's like having a different class I don't know at some yeah. point I was talking to somebody about like I teach five classes a day all five are different they all have personalities some right. of them I like some of them I don't necessarily like right. all, all of them together just don't work it's the same with teams it's like there's been teams I mean there's been teams I've had to call practice off because it's just too competitive. Like someone's going to get hurt. And then there's other teams. It's like, 
do we does anybody have a competitive bone in their body right so it's the same thing with teaching them a drill or teaching them a play some of them it's like it's going to be like this is easy and then it's some of them it's going to be like oh my god how do i do this (laughs) because i definitely floated more towards you know concepts you know versus like set quick hitters yeah yeah and i don't think (laughs) you need i think i think keep it simple the kiss method keep it simple stupid um I think sets are fine. Um, I personally like to change, you know, yeah. Good players are going to be able to create on their own. You're not necessarily going to need sets. Um, But yeah, I, I, you could overset them because to be honest with you, if I can't remember the 12 sets, they're not going to remember the 12 sets. So that uh, I, I'm a firm believer in keeping that, you know, I'd rather spend my time on changing up defenses or trapping in the corner and trying to turn somebody over than putting three more sets in that are going to be average at best. Um, and we, you'll love this. Brett, Brett was part of our coaching meeting on Sunday. It's like, hey, because I sent him the video last week, my assistants, I said, hey, I like this ball screen thing. And does, so that that's where you got to start having discussions with people too. It's like, so then one of my assistants goes, oh, we could do this and then we could do this. But then I have another system says, don't keep adding to it. Keep it simple. You know, don't add 12 things. Let's, you know, um, and that's why I like that, that set that you showed last week. Cause it was so simple, you know, ding, ding, and you're done. There is a sale, yeah. There's a sales job to it too. Cause I mean, I think Brett mentioned this last week of when a play, when the players buy into a play, it's going to work. It's going to be exponentially more successful. Than, uh, yeah. If they all think they got a shot to shoot. I'm telling you, they, they don't have to necessarily like you can pull your point guard. This kid never needs to get the ball. Don't worry about it. But they all have to think they've got something, even on out of bounds plays. I've, they all have to think they got a shot at it. The only one that doesn't probably is the one throwing it in. The other four better think they got a shot to get a shot off or they're not going to scream. I mean, they're, they're teenagers. They just like, yeah. So. And I don't know what I missed, or I had to get another drink. But the um, the one drill that I do have that I think at like if it'll show you if your kids know what your concepts are. So we'll do like that add transition drill. So like you, we'll start off a guy shooting a free throw, and then it goes two on one to one in, and then you add defenders, and then when we get to five on five, okay, now you have to run our offense. So they're tired. Some of them have already gone up and down the floor like five or six times. Now, like, we have to actually run our offense. The other thing I would say, like, whenever you're doing stuff, don't always start at the top of the key. That's one thing I've tried getting way better at. I'll even give the defense the ball, and they can throw it to anybody within reason to start the offense. Like, if we're a true motion four-out offense, they can literally start and throw it to the corner, and we have to run our offense there. I don't know if I would try that week one. Right. Like that's, that's not a week one type thing, but like, or we do a lot of like three on three like that, or three on two, two on three, where the defense has the ball and they can throw it because your kids will always start at the point. And then you're going to play somebody that's going to pin your ass to the sideline the first game, an old school trick that you can just dominate teams at the beginning of the year because they can't run their offense from one sideline. And like both, I think both of those I've kind of picked up on over the years of 
being able to do? I, I do a lot of working on our offense out of the defense. So we'll be like working on our one, three, one, and then, then we call them one trips and then we'll go one way, the other direction. That way they'll get a re it'll be better flow. I, I, I found that to be helpful rather than sitting in the half court and working on it. I'll show it to them. And then we'll, we're going to do one trips. Like we're going to work on our defense for 30 seconds and then, whether they make the shot or miss it, we're going to take it and go the other direction. It gives a better feel to the game um, than just doing it. You know, just doing it in the half court is not realistic. To like, why am I doing this kind of thing? We do a ton of offense, defense, offense, or the opposite. Like this year, we never scrimmaged. One, it was like made my best team so much worse going against the other team. Like it was, there was nothing after three possessions we could even get out of it. We were better working on concepts where I would literally take my six best players and work on three on three concepts and leave. Cause that we usually keep 15 guys, 10 through 15. They have no idea what the hell's going on. What's <laughs> right. And like, I mean, I had a kid this year, I kept him just so I didn't have to keep a couple of other guys that I knew were going to be an issue. And he was going to come. He cheered his ass off on the end of the bench. Like, that's, that's why I'm I kept telling you, for young coaches, 12 through 15 is the key to a good season. Yeah. Both from sanity and team building. Man, you better be 12 through 15, better understand where they are in the world. They're in the 30, 30, 30 club. We're up by 30, we're down by 30, or there's only 30 yeah. seconds and we cannot. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. I, I like that. it. I like it. Like Wait, can you nine, say that one more time? People. With the just, I want to write that one down here. Thirty, thirty, thirty club. We're up by thirty. We're down by thirty. Or we're um, there's only thirty seconds left, and we can't possibly. <laughs> Wait, with two minutes left, and you're up by twenty. Nah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. At some point, that's gonna make social media. Like, I'm, do you want to be a thirty, thirty club member? If not, you better get out and shoot. Yeah. I love that. The, uh, I tell guys that. I'm like, look, you're working on being in the 30-30-30 club. And they're like, what's that? And I tell them, they're like, I don't want to be in that. And <laughs> I, I, the very first, like, you're going to learn so much for assistance. You're going to learn so much from guys you coach with of what you do and don't want to do. And I learned that from the very first guy I ever coached with. And it was mostly things that you should never do. All right. Like, the, like he, he had coach. a whole list of things. Like I caught a clipboard behind my head one time that he snapped over his knee. It was going into the crowd. I was like, coach, you know, we're brutal. Like you know, we were down six to a JV team and I think in a Christmas tournament or something, it's going to be our first win. And I was like, you know, we're terrible. You cannot be surprised when we do stupid stuff out here. I mean, it was like the worst team I've ever seen in my life, but, um, and because he had some other ones, some I can't say. Well, the best one he had was, uh, but I can't say it whenever we have recording on. Okay, don't say it. Yeah, I'll give that one later. <laughs> I'm trying to find the invite here, so I can, someone just emailed me. What else do we want to talk about? Uh, Y'all brought up the positionless uh, last year, uh, towards the second half of the year. We actually Im implemented. Whoever got the rebound actually starts taking the ball up. And it really helped us in transition uh, because it took away that, that wasted time where, you know, we're looking for the point guard. Um, and it, re yeah, it, it really helped. And, and I initially found it on YouTube is where I discovered it, it helped a lot uh, just from a positionless uh, standpoint. 
Yeah, I, I've done that for years too. The only time, the only exception to that rule is if the, the person can't just, yeah, just is awful dribbling. I always tell that, you know, hey, look for, look for your outlet or more so I tell, hey, if she gets the ball, I say this to the point guard, right? You better go get it, right? <laughs> so, but, you know, it's, I, I think it's a I get the ball, get up, get up court, right? And if, even if it's just turn and go a few steps. Um, so you find, you know, so you find that wing or to the guard, right. To get the ball or whatever it is. And it made him not panic a lot. You exactly. Like, yeah. Cause this, we would get this girl, she would turn, go and throw the ball away. Right. Or throw like some, she just, or twist her legs and try to throw it. Or, like, no, just take it and go take, take a couple dribbles and go right away. I think a takeaway from that is you, the side discussions are so important. Like, because I don't want to embarrass kid X or kid Y. <coughs> and if I trust the other kid, it's like, and they know they don't want to hurt their friend's feelings either. But it's like, you can't give him the ball there. Like, he's yeah. not going to do anything good there. Like, it's those side discussions that I would not have had in my 20s and 30s. I would just said it out loud. Now it's like, and then hopefully I build up a relationship enough with the person that has the ball in their hands a lot. Um, that it's like, okay, let me explain how this works. You're my guy. So you can't give that person like I have assistant coaches that aren't as, as nice as I am, but it's like you he's that's not gonna work out well for us if you're giving the ball there. Like he's not catching the ball running at full speed down and gonna that ball's gonna bounce off the his head every time. He can't catch it. You're five man in traffic at the top. Yeah, it's like like, so it's one of those things. It's like by the fourth or fifth time, they'll just shake their head like this. As I'm walking toward them, they'll just go. They'll know that it's like, I can't give them that ball there. And it's like, that's what worries me about COVID, to be honest with you. It's like, I don't think some of those things are being learned right now because they're not playing. You know, and they didn't play a lot last summer together. I don't know what's going to happen this summer. It's like, it's those little nuances. That's why I think the games look ugly in Wisconsin right now. They throw the transition pass up the court to like all the way to the baseline to some guy that can't shoot, can't do anything with it. Even if, even if it was a good catch, it's to some guy that could like, Hey, that's our defensive guy out there. Why did you just throw him the ball there? Right. right. He's standing outside three point line and you've got, why are you throwing it to him there? Like, he's not going to like, yeah. I, I tell another good coach who I tell guys all the time is, you're open for a reason. Either I wanted you to be open or their coach doesn't care that you are open. Like that's, that's good. <laughs> heard that one. That's good. <laughs> I'm not as nice as Steve. Like a couple of you, I'll, I'll tell my guys like, what are you doing throwing it to him? But I usually be like, yes. he can dunk it. If he's down here, or like get the layup down there. I have gotten nicer and added that. Like a couple of years ago, I had a kid. I was just like, you know, Destin can't shoot. And he's like, I'm like, dude, relax. You're going to play wide receiver at South Dakota State. Right. You're, you're just go, just play defense, and stand in the corner and pass the ball. I've had NFL receivers the same you know, thing. It's like, yeah, you know he why you're catch out. that ball, but he ain't going to shoot it. Like, I've literally said that. Like, yeah, that's a division one wide receiver. Great. But what's he going to do with it? Like, he can't shoot outside four feet. Like, I know. It is true. That is true. Coach Hawkins, where do you coach? Uh, Alabama. Are you playing right now then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've been to school every day, and we played like 14 games, 14, 15 games. 
Oh man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Masks or no masks? Uh, no, for the players, no masks. We don't. The, if you're on the court, they don't wear a mask. Um, we started playing in late October, early November, and they started uh, after Thanksgiving. They started making us wear masks on the bench, like the okay. players on the bench. But uh, on the on the court, no, no mask. I figured Alabama would just maybe cancel sports once high school football was over. Hey, hey, we hold on. They they um they cut um right before Christmas they cut gym attendance to twenty percent of capacity. So and it's kind of it Is it weird? It's got to be weird. Like I I'm watching like the like the Badger Maryland game, or I'm watching the Duke, the Michigan State Duke game. I think home court advantage is gone. I think it's gone. Yeah. I mean, Traffic I think they're yeah. Is, uh, Huh? Yeah, I think it's travel advantage. No, it's really hard to travel. Yeah. Well, our high school. Oh, that's maybe. true. That's true. College. I never thought yeah. about that because, like, Wisconsin's got to go to Maryland, or Maryland's got to come here. So that advantage is that whole yeah, the travel thing. I never thought. And the refs that. still call stuff in the Big Ten. Like it's they still screw people over at home. That <laughs> they don't care if there's no one in the stands. It's like yeah. yeah. Like there's nobody here. How did you get influenced? By, by the PA music guy? Right. Best part is you hear everything on TV now. You know, you used to it with the crowds, you can't hear anything, but now right. you hear it. Well, I think they're starting to pipe in noise just so you can't hear the players talking yeah. and stuff. <laughs> I agree. So how's your season going then, Coach Hawkins? Oh. Oh, we're not very good. Uh, but <laughs> I mean, let's help you. How can we help we have, you? Well, no, it's just it's a it's a it's sort of a culture school thing. I um Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I'm a football guy by trade. Like, that's what I do. And then, so I, I coach the defense for the football team, and I'm the head basketball coach. I started two years ago. This is my second basketball season. Well, the year before I took, I got the job, they didn't win a game. Um, so last year we won three. And this year we won three already. So See? we're hoping that we, we're getting better. We, we're not very good, but we're getting better. Are they competitive? Here's what I would say. Are they competitive? Yes. Yeah, we can. Um, that if they're competitive, they, you can make them better basketball players as we, long as they're competing. We, we have. They had a. We, and and the kids. I mean, I. You know, I give them credit. They play hard. Uh, you know, we're just not great. So and and I think, but they had a. In this community, they had a like three or four year stretch where they didn't have like youth basketball. So like that's kind of what I'm in the middle of now. But like my seventh and eighth graders have been playing. And they're a pretty good little group. So we're, we're I'm telling you, it's I don't remember. I think I was talking to Bill this afternoon. It's, like, <laughs> it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, man. It's a marathon. It is. And it's like, yeah, like <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story too. Like when I took over the job, they had had like six winning seasons in like 30 years. First person I hired was like, I knew Wesley Matthews who's playing for the Lakers. Now he didn't play much recently, but I hired his uncle as my assistant and I knew he was coming. So it's like, you got to kind of, you know, build that youth program and it will, yep. yeah, that's where, that's where your bread <laughs> is buttered. 
coming. Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna right. hold on. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, but no, nah, man, I just don't like I said, I'm a I've been coaching football for 15 years, and this is like I've been a basketball assistant under some uh, good guys, but it was just kind of like I come in after football season, I work with the post guys, and I coach the ninth grade team. And so, you know, I don't I don't have like the depth of knowledge when it comes to basketball. So that's part of the reason why I'm here. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Teach them one or two things. Brett's coached a long time too, he can help, and so is Phil. Um, but I would just my advice would be just keep it really simple. Teach them a couple things really well. Um, and expect at the youth level for sure. Like teach them to play man, teach them to screen, teach them to shoot, teach them to shoot, teach them to shoot, teach them to yeah. shoot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because if you can shoot and you can create, I can teach you the other st- I can teach you in four months a decent defense. Like, yeah. But I and can't, can't teach shoot. You- Four months can't shoot really offensive rebound <laughs> chase philosophy right i've had it the predominantly best team in our conference they are still hard to beat because they will play that way they might shoot 20 percent, but like they ruin your statistics in every category because we play everybody twice in our conference but like and i i've had like my old school, like we just had to outwork people. It was a football school that we were playing basketball, probably a lot where you're talking about Jonathan and like we were never gonna outshoot people, but you were not gonna touch the court if you weren't gonna play hard, rebound, do that stuff. And hell, it might take us two or three offensive rebounds to put it back in. <laughs> we didn't even have people are like, What do you mean you didn't play transition defense? I'm like, we rebounded so hard, nobody even thought about running on us. Yeah. And no, we were I'm athletic. telling you. We'd catch him. Yeah. Like we weren't, you weren't going to, you weren't going to leak out against us. I'm offensive rebounding is that thing. Like I've said this on my podcast. If you get an offensive rebound, you can shoot it. That's my rule. Like it's your yeah. ball. You went and got that. I don't care if you threw it over your head and close your eyes because well, we've had some of that too. But I'm just saying that if you tell them that, if you tell, especially if you tell a teenage boy that, if you say, if you get the ball, you can shoot. They'll crash the boards like I mean, they will like literally like that's your bucket, that's you like, and if you get five or six of those a game and hit half of them, there's six eight points. You can go home yeah. and you know maybe your girlfriend will give you a kiss. You know? <laughs> yeah, we got some kids that can. This year we got a few kids that can shoot it a little bit. Um, we're just not very, we're not very physically strong, and uh, I got a couple kids that can, that played a little basketball, but not a bunch. So it's like, like last year, like everything they knew about basketball, I had to teach them. And you know, but I'm like, just saying with that seventh and eighth grade group, I would like 10,000 shot club, shoot, 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 shoot. I mean, literally teach them to score and shoot. That's all I would be doing with those young guys. And they'll, and they'll like to do it because they can get on YouTube and find 16 different moves. And, but repetition, shoot threes, get shots up. I'm telling you, cause You'll be able to ride that group if they can shoot because by the time they get to you, then you can teach them, all right, here's how we're going to play man. Here's how we're going to do this. Here's, you know, but if they can't shoot, I don't know. You're going to, that or you're, you're going to have to turn people over. Then it's just right. it becomes a racetrack at that point. Yeah. Will, where do you coach at in Illinois? Anna. 
So if you, you know, know where Carbon Jonesboro, yes, it is. Yeah, uh, I know I've heard the name. Is that in Southern Illinois? It is. So Union County is Anna. Uh, so if you know where Carbondale is at, it's yeah. about uh, 30 minutes. It's about 30 minutes southwest of Carbondale. I grew up like straight north of St. Louis, which people can't figure out is in Illinois, but it's not like a straight, <laughs> it's not a straight line. Like they don't get it. But, uh, right. but people are like, yeah, down by Carbondale. I'm like, yeah, if you count three and a half hours close. Right. Yeah. Like we used to play in the St. Louis area. We played in the Camelot shootout. I was telling Will before you came on, and then we played in um, Highland. I think yeah. the Bulldogs or something. We played in that tournament, um, but that's really close to St. Louis. I think that KMOX shootout used to be like the number one shootout in America. Oh, it was crazy! Like oh, Vince yeah. Carter's rolling in. Drew like, Holiday played there. I mean, yeah. I, I was sitting outside getting interviewed for something, and then he walked in or out. I mean, I, he was he was a height like sixteen year old at that point or something, but. Um, Oh, yeah, that was, like, the thing. That was crazy. And, I mean, they used to play it at the Keel Center. Like, it was – it wasn't – like, then they moved it to high school, and then it moved to, like, Washington, Illinois, which is by Peoria. And But it used to be, like, the the best thing. And, oh, I got video of, like, Wesley and them doing it in the in – the, we had a shoot-around in the empty, you know, 18,000-foot square – or seat thing it was crazy yeah that's how crazy the player that wesley matthews is and he wouldn't even make the top 20 kmox shootout players. i know that's how know. crazy 14 year old nba and won't make no, no. like right. like oh vince carter scored 50 against i know him. when you look at the like i got old i got old um books and stuff that they hand like programs it's like oh my gosh Jason, I remember Jason Williams was there and did. Sean Livingston stuff. was there. Yeah. Livingston's oh, yeah. the best player I've ever seen in high school. In he was crazy. He would score six points and like for they had four. They had, first of all they had three Division One point guards on this team, but he would score six points and just be dominating the game. I saw him throw a sixty-five foot no look pass in high school. I was like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Press. And that's how he was so good that even he, he got hurt and he was even able to come back from that and have the NBA career he's had. He just I I'm watching him at Redbird Arena at ISU in a super section game. He just jogs down and sticks his entire hand above the box on the backboard. Like didn't even like hardly jump. I'm like, oh, my God. And this kid's a point guard. And then he ruined his leg. But. Yeah, that's crazy. But he would score. I mean, he only averaged like 12 points a game that year. And I mean, they had a lot of talent with him or whatever, but he uh, he was the smartest player I've ever seen in my He's life. He's the prototype he NBA now. guy now. That's yeah. the thing. He wasn't then, but he is like he's that long, lanky, you know, six, seven, six, eight, big wingspan, athletic. They weren't looking for those as much back then as they are now. Um but all I all I gotta say is the Bucks got Giannis. Five more years, baby. <laughs> oh, Wisconsin. They lost the Knicks. Well, man. I tell you, I listened to your five minute podcast today, which I really like. Do you like it? Hey, hey, everybody's got to leave a review for my new podcast, Five Minute Basketball Podcast. It's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna like boom, 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 boom. I got I got them like two months queued up. So yeah, you're ahead. uh, you're the rabbit hole test or whatever it is the um foxhole test foxhole test 
So I did that one year with my guys and I didn't have the directions. So it's kind of like running an offense where you kind of know the offense, but you don't really know how to teach it. Mm-hmm. So I did the foxhole test with my guys and I give it to the kids. And I had this kid on my team. He was an awesome person, but his name was Wambugu Wambugu. Right. And he's nice. Was he from Nigeria? Cause two- yeah, he's from Nigeria. Yeah. Couldn't okay. play a lick of basketball. Dwayne, Dwayne. But everybody loved Wambugu. Right. Every gym we went to, they started chanting Wambugu. Every kid put Wambugu on their list for people that would be in their foxhole. And while I did it wrong, I go, guys, this is exactly why we're three games under 500. You all chose Wambugu to be in your foxhole. I don't even remember that. It's like I use the foxhole thing all the time. Um, I use that. I like your directions. That's the best directions I've ever heard to it. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I've never seen them anywhere. Okay. It, it, but it's like, I. It, it's such, it tells you so much who, like, like I always use war analogies and I probably shouldn't, but it's like, who do I want in my foxhole? Because literally half of you, if as soon as the shots go, you'd be running that way. Like, <laughs> it would be horrible. Like, you would have guys that when you had Wesley Matthews wouldn't have chose Wesley Matthews to be in the Well, game. the problem is I'd have had about – they would have chose Wesley. They'd have chose my 5'9 point guard who was his best friend, and they would have chose his other best friend who was about 6'5. They would have chose – those three would have literally eaten other people before they were going to let anything lose, you know. And the same thing with my state championship teams. I wish I could tell you what the secret is, but it's just – there's just this – something happens it's just crazy it, I, I don't know it's like falling in love you just you you're really it. good and they really buy in yes you're good really and they all like kind of like when i won it in 2011 two months two or two or three weeks before we won it no one was on no one was on the same ship and my former assistant who was then principal or assistant principal came in and had like a half hour discussion with him in the locker room and said, you guys got to go. This is going to end if you guys don't all get on the same page. And the seniors finally came on. And it's like, it was just like a well-oiled machine at that point. Um, I use that. And I use the wheelbarrow. Like you got to, are you going to get in my wheelbarrow or you're not going to get in the wheelbarrow? Have you ever heard that story about the guy that wheelbarrowed his mom across the Niagara falls? No, he kept asking for people to do it. And the only person that would go get in the wheelbarrow was his mom. And he, he's famous. If you Google it or YouTube it, he's basically, he would walk across and make, you know, dinner on the, on the tight rope and stuff. And, and, uh, and, uh, it was like, the um, queen of England was there and he would go up and he goes, well, you get in my wheelbarrow and I'll wheelbarrow you across. And he's already done it a bunch. And she goes, no, no, no. The only person that would do it was his mother. And I said, so our whole premise is, are you going to get in the wheelbarrow or are you not going to get in the wheelbarrow? Like, are you going to get in on the bus or are you not going to get on the bus? Um, and I show him the little video clip on YouTube about like, you know, look at this guy. The only person that would get in his wheelbarrow was his mom. Well, we all need to get in the wheelbarrow because we all have to trust each other kind of thing. It's it's good. It's sometimes you got to be quacky with them. But in all you your state, like it. Sorry. go ahead. Sorry. No, I Brett, you might be the only person that's listened to it because it literally went live this morning. So, 
I I have two kids, so I can just listen to podcasts all the time. And I, I thought it was a great idea, like five minutes. Like yeah. sometimes I don't have time to listen to a podcast. I want something quick, like quick, like give me something quick. And then I can just go on to the next thing. But go ahead, Jordan. I'm so, sorry. Sorry. So all your all your championship teams, do you remember a defining moment where you're like, OK, we got a shot? Yes. Usually there was a loss involved in it. There's a lot. Yeah. That's how they reacted. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there was a loss. Um, yeah, I would say there was a loss mid-January, February that they go, whoa, someone just punched us and we didn't like it. Um, or a loss the season before, something like that. There was, there's always a, there was always a moment. Now, you don't necessarily know the moment at the time, um, but there was always this like, whoa, back up you know like that we just turned the corner in there um yeah so i think there is there's a, there's yeah and the thing is to be honest with you there's been teams that haven't won it that we've had that turning moment and played really well and then lost in the finals or something is there's luck involved like you know someone shoots you know 67 percent from three you're gonna lose i mean there's just there's things outside of your control too um, so I've had a couple that have lost it that could have easily won other years or if the ball, you know, somebody doesn't get fall. I mean, there's the other variables. The math teacher kind of freaks out at that point, but yeah. It is, it is very dependent on the kids. Yeah. Like we, we had a game, we had a game that was just exactly like what Steve's talking about this year of our, it was a rival school. It's like school that's produced all these NBA players, all this in the Chicago land area. They're in our conference and we're way better than them. And they are beating the crap out of us at halftime. And I just walked in the locker room. And I just said to my guys, what could I possibly say to you right now? And left. And the kids like they got up and started like telling each other what they were going to do. The leaders like most of my, and I, I was, that was our only chance is if like they all of a sudden decided that was going to happen and it worked. Like we came back and beat them because I just told them, I was like, I have nothing to say to you at halftime. Like you guys figure it out. Now, if I had said that to a bad team and did that, they would have probably fought each other in there. Right. Right. If we were, we had two losses to like two teams that were just as good as us at to that point. And, you know, some of it's just knowing your team, like that was a defining moment. And it still took a lot of luck for us to win that game. I mean, we hit a three at the buzzer that hit the back of the rim, went like 30 feet up in the air and came back down and went in to, to win the game. But like, that was our only chance just to tell them guys, like, there's literally nothing I can tell you and walked out at halftime. Right. Fix yeah. It. It's it, it, part of it is just learning how to read the room too. There's like, I've come to, I've come to timeouts and not said anything. I've literally sat in the timeout and just looked at him. I, yeah. I coached with a guy that told me, he goes, one of the best things you can do when you have that team that you hate, that think they all know more than you and they won't win games because they won't put in. He goes, just don't say anything in the pregame. He goes, he goes, just, and he goes, all of a sudden the kids are going to start losing and be like, coach, you got to give us what the game plan is. Oh, you, you think that we need a game plan? You think we need this stuff? Now I wouldn't try that when I was good in a good, like, in a big game. But, like, if you're having a season, like, you have nothing to lose, 
might be a good one to try. Like, and I've done that with really, really good. I've done the no talk and a timeout with really good teams. Like I've just come in and just looked at them. Just the disapproval dad look and said nothing for a minute. Just looked at each one of them. Because then they know it's like, holy crud, is he mad? <laughs> like he doesn't even have anything to say to us. Like, and then, and then what do you do? Yeah. We had a game this year. We had made 15 threes the game before. And we start off the game 0 for 15 from the three-point line. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, like. Um, we love those. Um, and send me an email, steve at teachhoops.com. Tell me what you want to hear in the future. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.